0: You're listening to Inland Edition on 91.9 KVCR. I'm Lillian Vosquez. My guest is Dr. Paul Lyons, president of the California University of Science and Medicine and dean of the School of Medicine. Welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So this is a a university that I'm guessing many still don't know about. I happen to know about it because I drive by it every single day. Tell me, why was the university created and what was its mission? Or what is its mission?
1: It is a university that perhaps flies under most people's radars at the moment. It is a health professions university designed to help train the next generation of health professionals for this region. And its mission is specifically that, to create educational and economic opportunities for students from this region, specifically in the health professions to enhance the health professions workforce of this region, To in turn help improve the health outcomes of this region.
0: So, I want to dive into that a little bit more. I want to talk about some of the other professions you might be referring to. But first, when did the idea first come about that another medical university was needed in our region? And what was that timeline and process? Share that story with me.
1: Absolutely. So, the the dream for CUSM is actually a long standing dream of Dr. Prem Reddy, who is both an entrepreneur and a physician who has spent his entire professional life in San Bernardino County. Um, He's the founder of Prime Healthcare. And for many years, he has been a supporter of higher education, especially in the health professions. He looked around, as many others have, and determined that there was a shortage of opportunities for training in the health professions, particularly in in medicine, not just uh, in this region, but in California as a whole, And he set out, as a part of his effort to give back to the community that means so much to him, to help found a university to address some of those issues. The um, school itself is about five years old at this point, and it has had students for four years. We will graduate our first MD class this May.
0: Let's talk about Dr. Prime Reddy, where his vision was, what he saw, what got him started and that he decided that something had to be done for our area.
1: So Dr. Reddy is actually, by training, a cardiologist who began his professional career in the high desert in Victorville. Um, And he has actually uh, continued to practice and work in this region He's now expanded his uh, worldview to include health systems, so Prime Healthcare Mm. um, is responsible for a number of hospitals all across the nation, but he continues to see this region as his home, and because he's worked in healthcare now for many decades in this region, he was acutely aware of the shortage of health professionals in this region.
0: Okay. Now, let's talk about some of the other professions that will get training at your university. What are those uh, professions?
1: Well, at the moment, because we're a new university, we offer just two degrees. We offer a master's degree program, which is designed to prepare students for a variety of careers in the health professions. Uh, It gives them a solid foundation in uh, the basic science information that you need to go into health professions of all sorts. The other degree that we offer is an MD program. So for 130 students each year, we uh, enroll those students in a four-year training course to become physicians. When we are fully operational, we intend to expand that portfolio to other health professions that are also in high need in this region, whether that would be pharmacy or occupational therapy or physical therapy or nursing. We are a public-private partnership with the county, and so we are well positioned to build programs to meet the projected workforce needs for this region.
0: So, I want to ask a little bit on that. As a nonprofit medical school, what does that mean for the institution and why you went that direction?
1: Well, I think it's uh, important for a number of reasons, but it's not for profit because it is really designed to be for the good of this region we do need, of course, to operate in a fiscally responsible manner, and we do need to pay our bills. But the point of this really is to create educational and economic opportunities for students from this region. And so for us, that commitment to focusing first and foremost on creating those pathways is the sort of primary driving force behind the school.
0: With that said, does that mean that there are Uh, funding models for students to come to this school that might not be available to them at another
1: university? I don't know that there are opportunities that are not available at other universities, but we do work hard to make certain that the students have the financial support they need in order to be able to attend. So we work, for instance, with the Inland Empire Health Plan, which provides scholarship support. Anthem Blue Cross provides scholarship support. And we're working Overtime every day, to enhance the, the financial support that we can provide to students should they choose to attend our school.
0: Now, are there any special programs that are offered or that are in place for students? You describe the two degrees that you're, you're offering, but is there anything else, any special programs that are in place for the students or with the students?
1: What I think makes us most unique in terms of what we do is not the program per se, although we are very proud of the educational program we put together, but our focus on recruiting students from this region. So our primary markers are first in family to attend college from educationally or economically disadvantaged backgrounds and from this region. So almost 40% of our students come from inland Southern California, Riverside or San Bernardino County. That's a focus of ours because it's the mission that we have. And we are looking to train health professionals who will be committed to staying in this region.
0: Mm, Very good. Let me reintroduce our guest. is Dr. Paul Lyons. He is the president of California University of Science and Medicine, and he's the dean of the School of Medicine. Is one of our challenges in our region the number of physicians per our population not being proportional, or is there greater challenges that we're faced with in the medical region?
1: I think there are a number of challenges. Yes, we have an absolute shortage of physicians across almost all specialty areas in inland Southern California. So the absolute number of physicians is short. We have uh, a number of specific health care challenges in this region that make the problem even more acute. So Riverside and San Bernardino counties often are near the bottom for statewide averages in terms of health care outcomes. We have a region that is, as you know, geographically enormous. So just the footprint necessary to provide care for all the residents of this region is a challenge. San Bernardino County is as big as some whole eastern states. <laughs> right. um, so that's quite a large region over which to sort of take responsibility. Economically, as as you know, this is a very vibrant region, but often uh, lacks some of the resources and infrastructure that some of our more wealthy coastal counties might have. So, I think the combination of all of those factors together um, contribute to to the challenges in this region. It is a spectacular region, but there are some unique challenges.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the first class. When it began, it opened. You mentioned it briefly. How many students did we have? Let's focus on that first year and how that first year went.
1: Yeah, that's a great question because, of course, we're very proud of our first class. So we started small and focused. So our initial class was 64 students. Um, That's the class that will graduate this May. Of those 64 students, They are all on track with their training. They will all, in fact, discover this week uh, where the residency training, the next step in their medical education occurs. That class was, as I said, um, significantly from inland Southern California, about 40 percent. So kids from this region who will go on to be physicians, hopefully matching to residencies in this region and then hopefully coming back to practice in this region.
0: You started with 64, and you finished with 64?
1: We started with 64. We will finish with 62. We had two who took uh, leaves of absence to pursue some additional opportunities in their lives, but we will walk 62 students across the stage. Wonderful. May 21st.
0: That's terrific. I'm glad to hear that. This is also a partnership with our Arrowhead Regional Medical Center. Can you share the, the two and how they work together?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it it really is actually a spectacular partnership uh, between Prime Healthcare and San Bernardino County broadly, and specifically with Arrowhead Regional Medical Center. So our students complete the majority of their clinical training, so the training where they're actually working with patients inside the Arrowhead Regional Medical Center. So they are our clinical educational partner, as you know, right across the street from our school. So it's a terrific partnership in terms of proximity. It's a terrific partnership in terms of mission. And it's a terrific partnership in terms of the clinical experiences that our students have in kind of meeting and understanding the healthcare challenges of our region.
0: So it's not even across the streets, almost in the same parking lot. I mean, it feels yes. like it's so yes. close.
1: Yes, it, it really is. In fact, as if it were on the same plot of land. That's correct.
0: Yeah, it feels like one big campus. All right. You're listening to Inland Edition on 919 KVCR. I'm Lillian Voskis with Dr. Paul Lyons, president of California University of Science and Medicine. Our conversation about this university will continue after a quick break. Stay with us. This is Inland Edition. I'm Lillian Vasquez. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about a new medical university here in the Inland Empire, specifically in the city of Colton. Our guest is Dr. Paul Lyons. He's the president of California University of Science and Medicine, and he's also the dean of School of Medicine. All right, we've talked about the 64 that started and 62 will graduate. And I'm assuming a new class has already started so that we can keep the process going. We talked about the first year. How have year two through four gone? And how was it through the pandemic?
1: So the the students and the faculty and the staff of the school have really stepped up during the pandemic. So as you know, the last two years have been harrowing Uh, in all kinds of ways, but in particular, in education. If your educational space happens to be healthcare, then it's been particularly challenging. Uh, And all of our constituents have really stepped up. So our clinical partners at Arrowhead Regional have done everything necessary to ensure that our students get the education they need. Our uh, students, of course, stepped up and uh, stepped in and made sure that they were both helping and learning at the same time. And we have managed to operate the school quite effectively through the pandemic, uh, despite the many challenges. Um, Our classroom education all went to the the sort of virtual space, if you will. So our first and second year students have learned over the last two years predominantly in virtual space. Uh Our third and fourth year students have moved into the clinical space, and they see patients live in, within Arrowhead Regional and some of the other regional medical centers um, across Inland Southern California, actually, at this point. We've grown the class size. So the last two classes that came in are now 130 students each. Nice. So we're now uh, on our way to the mature class size of 520 students. And all of that's in the face of a pandemic that has upended all of our lives.
0: So you started with 64. Now you have a a new class that started with 130. The goal is to have at some point 500 students going through it at any one time?
1: 500 between all four classes. So each incoming class will be 130 students across four years. So a total of 520 students training at any given time. But each incoming class will be 130 students.
0: So during the pandemic, your team of recruiters were able to get students in that, even under those conditions, and have students sign up?
1: Uh, Yes, absolutely. They did. In fact, we have about uh, 6,000-plus applications for our 130 spots, and that's been pretty steady right through the pandemic. In fact, you probably saw in the news, as I did, there's been something of an uptick in interest in the health professions um, in light of the pandemic, which I find gratifying to hear about a younger generation that sees the need and wants to step up to fill that need.
0: Speaking of a younger generation, how has the field of training changed since your training days?
1: Uh, It's changed in lots of ways. What hasn't changed is a focus on creating a a workforce that's uh, competent and caring and focuses on the needs of patients. Uh, But what that means has expanded dramatically. We have a much stronger focus on, for instance, the social determinants of health and well-being. We have uh, taken seriously the need to address issues of equity, inclusion, and diversity, both in who we bring into the profession and how we operate within the profession. We have, I think, created an environment that focuses much more on the well-being of the trainees so that they, in turn, are healthier Um, and better prepared for a long career in what can sometimes be a challenging profession. So in lots of different ways, I think. um, Training in medicine is a different world than it was when I went to school.
0: So would you say more pressures
1: today or just different pressures? I would say different pressures. I think every generation has its own pressures. um, But I think it's fair to say that practicing in any of the health professions in 2022 remains both gratifying but also challenging um, from a professional perspective.
0: Is there any agreement or uh, discussion with your students when they come through to serve in the region when their education is completed? Is there any agreement or is it just encouraged? Tell me about that side of it.
1: Uh, So it's a little bit of both. Um, So it, it is absolutely a front and center piece of our mission. So we talk about it with everyone we recruit to the school. We are strategic in our recruitment. So the two big predictors of where you will practice when you become a practicing physician are where you grew up and where you finish your training, where you do your residency training. So we've worked in both of those spaces. As I mentioned, about 40% of our class grew up in this region. So we're bringing in students more likely to practice here. And we're partnering with the residency training programs across this region to encourage our students to complete their training there. So we are working the variables that increase the likelihood that they will practice here. Our scholarship support is also tied to a commitment to work in this region. So we have uh, a series of scholarships which cover the cost of attending CUSM. In return for that, the students agree to practice for five years in this region after they complete their training. So a little bit of selective recruiting, a little bit of discussion and uh sort of putting our mission out front and a little bit of incentivizing on the back end to make it work.
0: Yeah. And five years is a good amount of time. Maybe by then they're hooked or they uh, they bought a home or they're more committed yes, to exactly. staying right around they've, here.
1: They've, that's right. They found their significant <laughs> other. They know where the good dry cleaner is. Exactly. You bet. <laughs> you bet.
0: Yeah. Two years just seems too short. Five years, you're maybe starting a family or, or whatever, maybe laying down their roots, I guess, is, is where yes. I'm going on that. Yes,
1: that's, that's exactly right. And of course, you know, when you start out with almost half of your class from this region, they already have some roots and we give them five years to nurture those, uh, those roots further and have them become sort of their place as well.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a little, um, I don't know what you'll think of this question, but let me ask it anyway. Is there any similarity? of medical school training to medical shows we see on TV? Um,
1: (laughs) So not much, to be (laughs) honest. Not much. Um, I think there are pieces of medical shows that are an accurate reflection of what happens in medicine. But for the most part, they're written to be shows, right? Not so much an accurate reflection of what the profession looks like. I appreciate them as much as the next and enjoy watching them, although I do tend to critique them from a professional perspective. I bet. Um, It's uh, probably not completely different than um, when you watch a show where the main characters (laughs) are in journalism. and You you can't sort of take off your professional um, eyeglasses, so to speak. You you sort of notice the things that aren't quite right.
0: Right. But you do see some things that are... It's either a good storyline or it's um, got some truth to it?
1: Yes, there are. So uh, many of the shows that are on TV draw on elements of the profession that are correct. Mm. Medicine is undeniably, as an example, a dramatic profession. There are lots of dramatic things that happen on a daily basis. The pandemic would just be one variation of that. But certainly working in the hospital for the last two years has been filled with that drama. Medicine is a deeply interpersonal and relationship-driven profession. How you get along with people, the way you get along with people, just the fact that you have to communicate and get along with people is absolutely central to the practice of medicine. And you can see that in lots of the shows. I'm not sure they're always talking about the same things I would talk about, but that idea that there's a relationship component to medicine Hmm. is absolutely true. About the profession.
0: So, what makes your university different or unique? How would you like people listening today to know or learn about your university?
1: I think what I would most like them to know or learn about, or even really, frankly, just be proud of, is that this is their university. This is California University of Science and Medicine founded in inland southern California for students from this region to produce a workforce for this region to help all of us in all of our communities live longer and healthier lives this really is our shared university and i think that sense of identity is palpable when you're here and i hope as people learn more about the university that that becomes something about which and around which Um, they feel great regional pride.
0: Terrific. Well, I'm glad it's here in our region. We can never have too much training and too much opportunities for our own individual and population here in our Inland Empire region. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. I very much appreciate it.
0: Dr. Paul Lyons is president of the California University of Science and Medicine, and he's the dean of the School of Medicine. CUSM is an accredited medical school located in Colton. There's much more at their website at cusm.org. Join us again next week for Inland Edition, Wednesday at 2 p.m. and 6.30, right here on KVCR. To hear this episode and past shows, visit our website at kvcrnews.org slash Inland Edition. You can also listen to Inland Edition on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Or search for Inland Edition on your favorite streaming service. Inland Edition is a production of KVCR News. Support for this production, including writing and editing, comes from Rick Dulock, Sherina Wad, and David Fleming. And we get technical website and social media support from Tim Steidel. Sean Houlihan, and Natasha Coles. I'm Lillian Vasquez. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.